cool cats and kittens just kidding sorry i had to but i promise we won't have any more tiger king references today um welcome to the chosen weddings podcast i'm so glad you're here and um right now we are in the midst of covid19 still but things are looking better thankfully it's end of april as we record this so uh april 2020 if you are listening to this sometime in the future um we are so happy for you. We're so glad that um, we have made it through this uh, crazy season, and we're really, really looking forward to what the future holds for everyone. Um, our hearts go out to the couples who've had to postpone, elope, change anything up, um, but we are all going to be moving forward together, and so we want to talk to you today about one of the integral parts of a wedding, which is food. Um, who doesn't love wedding food? I mean, think back. What has been, um, in your opinion, the best wedding food that you've ever had and why? Um, maybe it was something that you've never had before. Maybe it was something that you just absolutely love. Um, either way, we want to help couples who are planning their weddings figure out where to start when it comes to wedding menus. Because um, I think that a lot of couples just don't know. Um, it's highly dependent on your venue sometimes, but we want to help. So we've put together a few tips and things to consider as you begin putting together your wedding menu. Um, number one, always, always consult your budget. Um, depending on your guest count and your menu, the cost for food can skyrocket. Um, the more people, the more money you pay. Uh, wedding food is typically priced per person. So make sure as you plan your wedding menu and food options that you know what your guest count is likely to be so your budget doesn't get overwhelmed by guest count. Um, and keep that in mind. If you keep adding to your guest count, you're going to have to add to that number. Um, another thing is caterers will often have you sign a contract for a minimum amount of people. So if you overshoot that, and uh, they typically don't like to lower that, but you can usually about 30 days out, increase that by some. Just make sure that you're communicating with your caterer throughout um, the process so they know how many people to plan for um, and they'll they'll work with you to increase your guest count if you need to. Um, number two, talk with your fiance. Find out what kind of food each of you loves the most and would like to have at your wedding for you and your guests. Maybe it's a cultural thing. Maybe there's something special that you'd like to incorporate. Um, caterers are very creative. And as you look at who to hire, find someone who specializes in what you guys envision for your day. Um, now is a good time to also decide whether you want a plated dinner um, or a buffet. Um, either way, if the food is good, I don't think people are going to mind how it gets on their plate. But depending on the ambiance that you are going for at your wedding, um, this is a good thing, time to plan what you want so you can incorporate that. Plated dinners are typically more expensive than buffets. So just keep that in mind. Um, so moving on, there are a lot of ways to cater a wedding. Um, traditional caterers 
food trucks, restaurant caterers, DIY, if your venue allows it. Um, possibilities are endless. Um, we're going to break down some of the pros and cons about each of these for a minute. And they can all be awesome options. Remember that, but it really depends on your situation and your budget. I think we'll start with traditional caterers. Um, I'm going to throw restaurants who cater into this category too, um, along with venues who offer catering. These guys have knowledge, experience. Oh my goodness. So important. And they also have the equipment and the staff, which is amazing because when you hire a good caterer, they can do all the things. They'll make sure there's enough people to manage the appetizers, the dinner and snacks for later if you have them, which by the way, I think is a super awesome gesture for your guests. And if you're going to have dancing and drinks um, well into the evening after dinner is served, I would recommend having a few bites for people to nibble on in some way. Um, people always love that. So moving on, some caterers will set up. They'll sometimes even rent you tables and chairs, linens and dinnerware, which makes it super easy. They can do plated dinners, buffets, grazing boards, which are all the rage right now. Um, you name it. So you also don't have to worry about food safety because that's their job. They know what temperature the food needs to be held at and for how long it can be held uh, before they serve it. So you can see there's a lot of benefits to hiring a professional caterer, but the downside sometimes is cost. They can certainly be more expensive, but do your homework. If they're including rentals in their quote and you need rentals, compare what it would cost to have someone else deliver and set those up. Maybe it'll be less, maybe not. Um, I would recommend two quotes from your caterer, one with rentals if they offer that and you need it, and one without. So that way you can compare numbers a little bit more easily. Definitely ask if there's someone who can cut and serve your wedding cake if you need that service too. There's a right way and a wrong way and uh, the wrong way is messy, you guys. So uh, make sure you consider that as you're planning too. Um, if you are comparing the right numbers, keep in mind sometimes ease is worth the added cost. But if you're on a tight budget, it might not make sense for you to have your caterer do everything, and that's okay too. But if you really want a plated dinner and the cost isn't realistic for your budget, ask about either a less expensive menu or maybe you can do the same menu but in a buffet style and compromise that way. Um, yeah, that's what we recommend. Compromise sometimes is what's really going to make your wedding happen. Um, I don't think that, again, people are going to care about how they get their food, as long as the food is great. So keep that in mind. Uh, let's talk about food trucks next. They have some of the, the same benefits that we talked about with traditional caterers. Um, they're knowledgeable, they have experience, and they're super mindful of food safety as well. Um, maybe there's a great food truck in your town that you love and you want that food at your wedding. That's great. Food trucks are also very affordable because their overhead's a lot lower, but Let's talk about some real limitations that food trucks can have at a wedding or a large event. First, there are small kitchens that sometimes can't put out a lot of food at once. Now, there are exceptions to this. For example, food trucks that are attached to a restaurant can offer catering and have more prep space, and they can manage larger events more easily. But have you guys ever experienced a dreaded wedding food truck line or event food truck line in general? Uh, maybe you've gone to an event in your community and there have been a lot of people, a few food trucks, and you've stood in line 15 minutes to get your food and another 10 to 15 minutes, um, well, 15 minutes to order, then another 10 to 15 to get your food. Um, it's not necessarily pleasant, especially if you're really hungry. Uh, Let's say you invite 100 people to your wedding. Um, what happens when all 100 have come to stand in line for food? 
even when you stagger your tables and let some tables go up like in an orderly fashion and then the others, it can be awkward when people are finished eating before other people have even gotten in line. Um, so I think, I think that's something that you really need to consider. Plus you don't want those people waiting in line to miss any special moments, um, like the first dance or the toast. So, um, there's a few things that we recommend that can make this a little bit easier if you do decide to go the food truck route. Um, number one, pick a limited menu. Choose two or three things that the food truck does well to offer for dinner. Um, most of them will require you to do this because it's easier for them to prep and serve it efficiently. Uh, two, ask them if they can set up a buffet line outside of the food truck and replenish it continually while people go through the line. That way you're still getting the food you love at a great price, but people don't have to wait long. You may have to pay an upcharge for this, but I think it's well worth it. Number three, ask if they can provide a staff member or two to help serve the food behind the buffet line and then pick up plates and trash from the tables afterward. Your wedding planner and venue coordinator are not your best boys unless you've hired the venue itself to do the catering. But make sure that task is assigned to someone, you guys. Um, you need a plan for who's going to collect the food-related trash from the tables because nobody likes to hang out at a dirty table. <clears throat> Excuse me. And eventually the tables will need to be cleared. Now, you may assume if you're offering disposables to your guests that people will um, clear their own tables. You would be wrong. <laughs> I, In my experience, I've seen people just, they just don't. They just sit and enjoy themselves, which is fantastic. But at the end of the day, those tables do need to be cleared. And um, so just make sure that you just, you plan for who's going to do that. So the next thing that I want to talk about, um, which is a little bit controversial, but it's DIY food. Do it yourself. I'll be the first to say that this can be done really well. Um, it's absolutely amazing to sit down and eat your family's special recipes at your wedding, but it requires a ton of work a ton and a half. So if you're making the decision to do your wedding food yourself, don't do it to save money because it's not going to save you much. And it's probably going to drive you crazy, especially if you have more than 50 guests, you're going to need equipment you don't have. So you'll need to rent it or buy it, which can get expensive. Also, you won't be buying the food at wholesale like a caterer would be. You'll be paying full retail price. And so if you're making this decision because you're really passionate about food and you have to have a certain dish, then that's the only reason to consider doing it yourself. Um, even then, some caterers will make a, a family recipe for you if you give it to them, which is an option too. But the two main reasons we advise against doing your own wedding food is number one, stress, and number two, food safety. Um, the stress is real, you guys, and you're going to be getting married. So you won't actually be able to help much on the day of, and you shouldn't. Um, that means mom and grandma and whoever else um, is helping with it, they'll have to pull it off and they might not have the experience they need to do it well. Plus, they'll be working the entire wedding, which is the same reason we suggest a wedding coordinator. Let your mom and your family celebrate with you. Um, don't put them to work unless they happen to be a caterer. Uh, also, logistics. Um, you need to know if you do decide to do it yourself, that there's going to be enough power, that there's going to be running water if you need it. Um, there's, you need to just really, really look at your venue and decide if this is reasonable and a smart thing to do. Uh, the second reason we advise against it is food safety. It's very, very important. Do you know how to keep food safe um, for your guests? If your wedding's outside in the blazing heat and you've got a coleslaw sitting there with mayonnaise and some pulled pork in the sun and there's bugs or flies, how will you keep it safe for people to eat? 
or what if it rains unexpectedly? You really, really need to consider your guest safety as well as your own. You don't want to get food poisoning for your honeymoon. And if you're, you know, if there's, if you're just doing cheese and crackers and a fruit tray in a much smaller environment, um, of course, that's totally doable and certainly an exception. But I would think long and hard about the commitment that it takes to serve a lot of people, unless you and your family have experience doing this. Um, I, I just think that it's not worth it. But moving on. <laughs> Let's talk about how COVID-19 needs to be considered as you plan your wedding food. Um, obviously, you won't be having a wedding food situation until restrictions are lifted, but COVID-19 probably isn't going anywhere for a while, so you'll still need to make sure you're taking the necessary precautions. Um, a professional caterer will be making sure servers are plating the food so guests aren't all touching the same utensils and wiping down surfaces, and they'll be sanitizing. Also, it's a good idea to provide hand-washing stations near the food especially if you're serving finger food like tacos. Um, I think this is a genius idea and I think people should do this well beyond COVID. Um, I'm a germaphobe, but event rental places, they have these hand-washing stations for you available to rent. Um, so maybe think about that. Well, I feel like there's a lot more that we can talk about. We just talked about um, options. I'd love to get a caterer on the podcast soon to talk about the uh, details about this. Um, so I will work on that. But I think this is where we are going to end to, for now today. If you have any questions about planning your wedding food, feel free to reach out to us. We are here for you as you plan your wedding. Um, yeah. So thank you so much for being here today, for spending a little bit of time with us. We wish you all the best as you plan your wedding. Have a great week. Chosen Weddings podcast production, editing by me, your host, and music by Austin Criddle.